What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode 100.5, and we are continuing and finishing our playthrough of The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Today I have with me Matt. Hello. And yeah, we finished it. We finished game finished 100. It. That was the uh, the big one with the big debate on what game we were going to play, and we finally decided on Ocarina of Time, and well... We're here. I'm glad we did. Me too. Me too. It was a nice little nostalgia trip and once again reminded that Ocarina of Time is one of the best games ever made. Uh, so, um, the last we left off, we had just finished up the Spirit Temple, uh, and we had, uh, collected all of the powers of the sages. And now all we have to do is take on Ganondorf at Hyrule Castle, which is now, uh, Ganon's castle. Which I found funny. Yeah, I did have to Google that. I'm like, all right, we keep talking about this bad guy. Is it Ganon or is it Ganondorf? So, yeah. Um, the original Legends of Zelda, it was the evil wizard Ganon was who it was, which was a very large pig-faced humanoid mm. who was like a dark wizard necromancer kind of guy. A human that was pig-like, or like a pig that had been turned human, anthropomorphized, or uh, yes. some hybrid? Yes, so anthropomorphized, if you will. Uh, say, uh, a pig touched the ooze from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> and turned into basically bebop. a bebop. Yeah, it turned into bebop. Magical bebop. Yep, he is a wizard. Bebop is now a wizard. Uh, yeah, he was a giant like pig guy. Um, related to the, um, the, 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 the other pig warriors that we ran into, uh, earlier in the game, if you remember, I think he was part of that race. I thought he was a Gerudo. He is, he, he, in this game he is, uh, okay, but I okay. believe in the previous games he was of the pig race. Of people, is it a little retconning, or is this more just like in the in in the world of Ocarina of Time? This is how it works. This is in it, the, could, it could be different every game. It, it, it is different almost every game. Um, oh, interesting. So, in in fact, I, I I don't think he was ever called Ganondorf in the previous games before Ocarina of Time. I could be wrong. Uh, there were, let's see. Link to the Past, there was Legend of Zelda, the original Legend of Zelda, uh, The Adventures of Link, which was the second game, and then there was Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening did not have any of these in it. Um, and just to be clear, these definitely aren't like in the same universe. This isn't like Into the Spider-Verse, where every Link and Zelda pair have their own spinoff, or... Might this link meet other links? Uh, or does everyone assume that there's never been another and there never will be another Legend of Zelda? No. So this the the entire series is connected. They take oh, place okay. years and years and years later. And I believe they have been it has been described as all of this will happen again. Uh and like Link is always 
a boy who dons green, who is usually from the forest land. Uh, there's always a Princess Zelda. There's always a Ganon or a Ganondorf. Uh, and I think it's basically years and years of reincarnation. Okay, so it, but it is reincarnation. It's not just like him when he's twelve, and then him when he's fifteen, and then him when he's eighteen. That's that's correct. This is years difference, like 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 thousands of years. Yeah. Okay. Because if you so it's the eternal struggle. Yeah. If you play Wind Waker, the entire world is basically covered in water, and people live on islands, and there is a whole another land under the water that something obviously happened that made water go across it yeah so as far as the timeline goes there is a timeline and there is a continuity but i could not tell you what games first what games last from what i understand breath of the wild is the first game in the continuity Mm -hmm. i think i could be wrong I, i don't remember and don't hold me to that i am not an expert at zelda i could be lying completely about this i don't know and I would never know. And I would never know. <laughs> uh, but as far as I know, Ocarina of Time was the first time we were introduced to Ganondorf. Um, he has okay. always been known as Ganon, if I am if I am certain on this. And does Ganondorf show up in subsequent games too? Yes. Okay. Uh, this the, was just his debut. This was basically his debut, yeah. Um, it's like the human version of Ganon, essentially. So yeah, uh, and that's the thing is like the the castle was named Ganon's Castle. Yeah, that was one of the things that really confused me. I'm like, I could have swore it was Ganondorf. I think I'm going crazy. Yeah, no, yeah, that that was, and I I I took note of that too. I was like, oh, Ganon's Castle. I was like, wait a minute now. I mean, this nobody has said anything about Ganon this entire game. So, um, but we do see Ganon a little bit later on. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so we make it to the castle. Um, and, uh, there's a giant, like, crevice with filled with lava that we can't get across, but since we have the power of the sages, the sages build a nice rainbow bridge, uh, that we can now cross over into, uh, Hyrule Castle slash Ganon's Castle. Uh, now... I have to say, because we're not gonna have much to talk about (laughs) <laughs> I completely misremembered this this last dungeon. I thought it was a lot longer than this. Yeah, thought, it definitely yeah. wasn't. <laughs> I thought it was a lot harder than this. Um, But man, playing this as a 35-year-old man, I was like, this is, this is kind of a joke. Yeah, for the end boss, in the end boss's lair, I was definitely expecting longer and harder. Yeah, me too. That's also what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, um, yeah, I I don't, I I don't know, I guess I just don't remember. I I was like, man, I I was dreading it. I I, I only had one, one tense part in this whole section. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's when you're fighting Ganon. Nope. It was, alright, so here's what happened. At some point in the last three or four or five hours of the game, I lost my 
red fire tunic. So then when I went into the fire part of this dungeon, I had a time limit on being able to get through the room. Oh. Because I did (laughs) – I had some stupid slime mold like stole it off of me. Yeah, you got the like-like. Yeah, yeah. It it liked my tunic right off of me. Yep. And I didn't realize I didn't have it until this point. I'm like, all right, well, I got all these pink fairies – Maybe I'll just see what happens, and if I can beat this room, I'm not going to worry about traversing the world to try and rebuy my red tunic. And I I actually never did have to test what would happen when that timer hit zero because I made it through the door to get to the to the outer room with one second left on that timer. And I was just like nice. – with 30 seconds left, I'm just sprinting through that level. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. I need to get out of this room. The timer is almost up. Um, so yeah, that was that that was the only time I I had some trouble here. Yeah, so essentially, when we go into the castle itself, there is uh, a giant barrier that's leading to the the tower, essentially, and uh, we have to deactivate all of the barriers uh, to their respective temples. So there's like a spirit barrier, there's a shadow barrier, there's a water barrier, forest barrier, um. And, I do like that as like a conceptual layout of this. Yeah. You get like a, essentially a, a challenge per temple. The challenges are so easy though. Yeah, not not terribly challenging challenges. Yeah. Um and I found a way to cheese one of them. So, uh I'll start with the first one that I did which was the spirit one which is right whenever you walk in the door. There's there's yeah. one to your left there, and I just, I just went to that one. Uh, the spirit one, relatively easy. Uh, so pretty much all of them, with the exception of a couple, are collect the the silver rupee to make the door open. Um, yep. Uh, oh, I should mention we also uh, Shiva. I forgot to mention this. Uh, Shiva shows up and gives us the light arrow, which is used to dispel darkness. Also, Shiva reveals herself to be Princess Zelda all along. Yeah, and I guess before we even get to the temple, she tells us the whole story of the the Triforce, right? Yes, yes. So there's the, which I had already said, but um, the Triforce was uh, divided into three parts, which represented the three main things that that bind the shadow world um, and keeps it away from our world. And that is uh, power, courage, and wisdom. Uh, Link has the Triforce of Courage. Zelda has the Triforce of Wisdom. And Ganondorf, excuse me, Ganondorf has the Triforce of Power. Um, and, uh, in order to lock away Ganon into the shadow world, we need to, uh, combine the Triforce together, but we have to get his part of it. So, um, but yeah, Shiva, um, gives us the light arrows, which is what we need to dispel the 
the barrier. We also use it a little bit later on as well. But um, yeah, the 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 room that I was able to cheese was the time <laughs> was the chime, chimed the timed room uh, that was where you were pushing the the frozen blocks. Yeah, I pushed one of the frozen blocks to the wall that I need to get to. I put on my uh, hover boots and then hovered over to the edge. I didn't solve the puzzle. <laughs> Grabbed a hold of the edge, pour, pour out the blue flame, and then opened the door and left. <laughs> and I was just like, really? You guys could have you know, done something to make it a little bit difficult? But yeah, I, I I didn't find any of this difficult at all. Yeah, no, not not really at all. I did go through and get the other. Is, is there's two other things that we get aside from just the kind of the standard six. Uh, six points that we dispel, because we we also get the last. Uh, the last great fairy. Did you do that? We have to get the gold. Uh, like the gold gauntlets. I got right? that in this dungeon. Yep. But then if you go back outside, so actually when I when I approached Ganon's castle, I didn't go right up to the edge, so it didn't make the bridge for me. Right. So I just kept wandering around the side, and I you know I was like, hey, there's clearly something over here. They wouldn't put a path over here if there wasn't something over here to be found. Uh, but I couldn't do anything. And then once you get those gauntlets, you can go back to that area just outside the castle and you get the the defense upgrade where basically everything only does half damage to you. I did not get that. Yeah, that's I, I assume it was pretty good. It didn't really get hit all that much from here to the rest of the game. I didn't either. Because the game is like <laughs> 95% over. Yeah, I, I didn't either. I, did, I didn't get hit at all. Uh, but yeah, I mean, basically you just take half damage. That's a pretty good upgrade. Uh, but that was in that that little section because you you can lift those like pillars. Yeah. Get the once you get the gold gauntlets, so you do that outside and you go to one of those fairy pools and get that last upgrade. So I, that that was yeah, I never got that. At least theoretically useful. It didn't well, matter much. Yeah, I, well, I would assume uh, during the Ganon fight, the Ganon fight can be difficult if you don't. I wouldn't call it a cheese, but it's kind of a cheese. Um, cause and I then, did, I did it and it made it easy. I'm curious what you did. Okay. I, 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 well, when we get there, I'll let you know, which we're almost there. Cause yeah. uh, after dispelling all of the barriers, we can then cross over into the tower and then we climb the tower, which is kind of like a mini gauntlet. You have to, each floor, you have to fight off some, uh, enemies, um, all of which were pretty much easy, except for the the last ones, which were the the big armored guys. Yeah, I thought those were way easier this time than before. They were, and the good thing is, is if you just hit one of them, you only had to fight that one. Yep, but it just seemed like I, I don't know, it, it, maybe because we fought them before, or you know, I don't know. It was so easy; they only had the two attacks. Yeah, it was so easy to just hit them back up outside their range then when they swing hit them back up i you know they they seemed harder the first two times you fight them but this time i 
I was just kind of surprised by how easy they were. Yeah, no, it was definitely a lot easier this time. And you get some of the other kind of cool rooms, like there was the one with the with the giant boulders that are rolling around. Yeah, having to having to collect more silver rupees. Yeah, I, you know the crazy thing is, I don't remember the the, the silver rupees at all. Like, <laughs> what, 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 like before I started playing this game again. I never remembered. Oh, I got to collect these silver rupees to make something happen. I was just like, "What? I, gosh, I don't remember this at all." But man, did they use it a lot in this game? Yep, yep, yeah. It's a pretty simple, like not simple, but it's a pretty standard uh, pu- puzzle mechanic, if you will. Yeah, just find a way to collect all this stuff. But um, yeah, um, going through the tower. We kill a bunch of enemies through the, throughout the tower. We make it to the top, and uh, I should I should mention that Ganondorf uh, has Princess Zelda. Uh, he was waiting for Sheik to reveal herself, reveal himself. Originally, he was a him, but uh, uh, reveal himself, and then oh, it's actually Princess Zelda. And Ganondorf used that opportunity, like haha, I found you, and locked her up in encased in like a crystal. Yep. So now he has the Triforce of Power and the Triforce of Wisdom. And uh, now he all he needs to do is take uh, Lynx and he rules the world. So when we get up to the top of the tower, we got uh, Ganondorf on the organ, play, belting out some uh, some tunes. And uh, I do like that it was getting louder and louder as you get closer. Yeah. But they, they do cool. a pretty good job with that stuff. Building of uh, anticipation. Yeah. Um, but he's like, yeah, so it's time to fight, man. And this first phase was exactly the same as the boss of the Forest Temple, which was the Shadow Ganon. Um, he shoots an orb at us. We hit it back at yep. him. We play table tennis with him. Play Mario Attack. Yeah, and uh, then you uh, run and jump to his, the platform he's at. All right, no, I take that back. I had to look at a fact here. Is I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing wrong. So I hit him with the orb after paddling it back and forth. Yep. And he's stunned in midair, and I'm like, okay, I guess now is my time to hit him. But he never hits the ground, so I can't hit him. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? I was like, I'm hitting him, so why is he not letting me hit him with his sword? So I, and you know, after after a little while, he stops being stunned. He starts throwing orbs at you again. So I did that like twice, and I was like, what the hell am I doing wrong here? So I had to look at look at a fact. And I was like, oh, I gotta shoot him with a light arrow. I don't know why I didn't think of that, but I was like, okay. That makes sense. So you stun him with his own energy ball, shoot him with a light arrow, he then falls down, then you run up to him and slash him a bunch of times. Yep. Easy peasy. Never got hit. Yep. I, I had read a lot about how the, the floor tiles were going to disappear. I'm like, none of that ever happened to me. I just stood in the corner and you know went went through that whole series of hitting the orb back, hitting him with a light arrow, and then jumping over to his central platform and slashing him. Like, no bricks ever fell. He didn't hit me. Like, I, it was pretty easy. Yeah. 
Nothing ever happens to execute. me. I mean, had, had I not known about the light arrows, I, I'm sure I would have had problems. But. Yeah, I didn't. I, I I couldn't put two and two together, so I didn't know about the light arrows. I had to look that up. Yeah. But uh, after that, um, he he's basically defeated, falls over. Um, during that time, before he right before he dies, quote unquote, um, I do like the uh, so you're like in the top of this tower and it's surrounded by like uh, stained glass. Yeah. And when he 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 emits this powerful surge that breaks all the stained glass, so you're kind of like outside now. Um, but he falls over pretty much dead, and. Uh, uh, with his last dying breath, decides to try and tear down Hyrule Castle. So yeah, uh, well, there is that one. I don't know if it's a different section. I, I guess I don't think it was a different section. But after you hit him enough times in the standard way, he he comes up with that giant green and black orb. I, so bef- before he actually dies, he had a big green and black orb that he just sits there and charging charges over and over again. And all, you have to, all I had to do is hit him with a light arrow as he was charging it. That never happened in my game. Oh, weird. Yeah, no, I... Because I, I, probably, I probably went through the, the normal cycle with him four or five times, where I batted it back and forth and shot him with a light arrow and slashed him on the central platform. And then I think just once after that did he, he make this giant black and green orb, and I just shot him while he was charging it. And then that's when he ended up falling over and being... "Quote unquote dead." Yeah, nah, that never happened with me. Oh, crazy. yeah. I slashed him a bunch of times, then he fell over dead, and then and that was it. And the escape. Yep. And then we had to escape because he's trying to tear down uh, Hyrule Castle. So we have to follow Zelda. She takes us down back through the tower. Um, I just followed her and ignored all the enemies. <laughs> Uh, because there's a time limit. There's three minutes. You got to get out of here in three minutes. Yeah. So, um, but there is a part where Zelda gets trapped up in a, like a wall of flame, and you have to fight some enemies. Not too hard there. It's just those skeleton guys. I've got to yeah. a point where I wait for them to try to attack me, and I, I freeze them with my uh, hook shot. Oh, nice. And then just hit them, and it's it's that was pretty easy. Yeah, um, I, I like that you've got like the burning rocks falling all around you. Yeah, you got to get out of the way of those. I definitely got hit by a couple of them because there were some that I was like, they would fall in that little section. Like every time you go to a new level following Zelda, you go through like this little black hallway as it like loads the next part. And I had one or two of them hit me while I was like in that little intermediary section. Yeah. I'd get hit by them every once in a while, and there was sometimes yeah. I'd roll into them on accident. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they didn't do all that much damage, and no. since you have to fight so little on the way out, there was he was never even close to not making it through this section. Yeah, but um, once we make it outside of the castle, the castle then comes crashing down, uh, and celebrations! Yay, we did it! He's finally dead. And then you hear a loud growl from the rubble of the the castle. Yep. Link decides to go check it out and emerges Ganondorf turning into Ganon, a giant pig man with two large blades. 
and in doing this, when he emerges, he knocks the Master Sword out of Link's hand uh, and then pr- pulls up a firewall to where we can't get to our sword. Uh, there is one other thing we should mention is that Navi could not, uh, Z target couldn't, couldn't get close to Ganondorf because there was too much dark energy around him. Navi then says, Nope, I'm staying. I'm helping you in this fight. So, um, the main weak point of Ganon here that we're trying to hit is his tail. Um, yeah, stubby, stubby little, uh, brightly colored tail. The brightly colored tail, uh, and since we don't have our sword, we have to use the megaton hammer. Yeah, which I'm fine with that. I was able to get behind him, hit him with his, t- hit him in the tail, and he try and turn, and then he would get into an animation of slashing. I would then just keep running around him, hit him in the tail again. Uh, I did that enough times to where he got stunned and I was able to go get the master sword again. Yep. And then he's a little bit faster here to the point where I can't run around him to hit his tail. But what I can do and what I did throughout the rest of this fight was I let him look at me. I roll in between his legs and then slash his (laughs) tail. He did not know yeah, how. Yeah, that's what I did through kind of both sections. Yeah, he can't react to you. He there. He he doesn't know what the hell to do when you do that. <laughs> uh, and he never touched me this entire fight. I never got hit yeah. once. I might have got hit once, but it it was only once. Yeah. And so that was you know, uh, after you hit him enough times in the tail, uh, Zelda uses her light magic to hold him in place and Link slashes him multiple times in the face and then stabs him through the head with the master sword. Yeah, he definitely butchers him and I was like, oof, this uh <laughs> this is not appearing as gruesome as it actually feels like it is. So fun fact, uh the Japanese version of Ocarina of Time, uh his blood is actually red uh, to censor it properly for the United States audience, they made it green. Yep, that's a uh, easy way around it. I guess. Uh, Link stabs uh, Ganon in the face. Uh, and at that point, Zelda then uh, opens up the shadow world that then takes Ganon into it closes back up and Ganon is no more. It's been defeated. Yes. And so begins the end of the game. Uh, they don't waste any time playing the credits. Uh, after the credits, Zelda, uh, we then see, um, Zelda talking to Link saying, that she really appreciates everything that he's done. Um, but she's going to make sure that he gets the life that he was supposed to have because she feels like he was robbed of his life because, well, he lost seven years of it. So, um, she tells Link to go reinsert 
the uh, the Master Sword. He's going to go back in time, and she is going to make sure that it stays sealed, so that Link can then grow up and live his own life. And does he have his memories? Yes. And he's the because he did person. every other time he went young, right? Yes. And he is yeah. the only person that remembers what happened. I don't think even Zelda remembers. Because the... in some ways, that's a pretty tough way to live, right? You're the only person that knows what you've done. Yeah. You just sound like a crazy person, I guess. No. Uh, possibly the unsung hero. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and it ends with young Link uh, reuniting with young Zelda and comes off as if Zelda doesn't recognize Link when she turns around. She's yep. like, oh, who's this? And that that's where the game ends. So, um, fun fact, uh, another little fun fact, um, this ending, uh, so begins Majora's Mask. Uh, Majora's Mask basically takes place I think the same year that this game ends. So it's like a direct sequel. It is a direct sequel to oh, to uh, Ocarina of Time. Yes. Uh, but um, and that I th- think that's the only Zelda game that had a direct sequel like that. I could be wrong, but I think. Unless you count well, they are doing of Ages. Breath of the Wild too, right? That's true. They are doing Breath of the Wild Part Two, and technically, uh, Hyrule Warriors Two is a prequel to Breath of the Wild. Ah, so Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity is the prequel to Breath of the Wild. It's a complicated timeline overall, then, dude. <laughs> dude, you don't even want to try to figure it out. <laughs> but yeah and that is the end of The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time how did you feel yep. Matt what do you, how, how do you how do you feel overall now that you've beaten it I you know I, I, I did really enjoy it uh, I was a little hesitant again going back to kind of the, the first episode or so I, I was a little hesitant just knowing how steeped in nostalgia this game is and how well regarded it is, I didn't know, you know, and the fact that I don't have the nostalgia for it, you know, having never played it when I was younger, I just, I wasn't sure how it would hold up to that as a, as a lofty set of expectations. But, you know, I, I did enjoy it quite a lot overall. It, it, it has a very iconic feel. I mean, especially as I said before, like the sounds, every one of those sounds is, essentially what I would benchmark other sounds against. And, you know, you're, you're intimately familiar with them, even not having ever played this game before. Um, you know, and, and then just the world that, you know, it's, it's fairly tight. You know, you've got the, you know, you've got your temples, each temple has a sage, each sage ends up helping you in the end. You, that, you know, the end castle representing each of the, the temples and sages. So, you know, it, it, it feels very tight in that way. It doesn't feel like you're doing a lot of random stuff while at the same time having, you know, a fair number of secrets in this game, which I, I think is actually really cool. And, and again, had I 
had I played this in 98, I, well, I'm sure I never would have finished it, but, uh, I, I do like that it, that it's got so many different areas. It's got kind of big events. It's got secrets. I don't know. It's just a, it's a well-rounded game, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, and I, and I now, I think if my favorite thing about this game is the sound effects, I think my second favorite thing about having played this game is that I can now really know what a Zelda type game is. Yeah. <laughs> As, you know, that, that term gets thrown around a lot and I, I never really know or had known which parts were Zelda like and which parts were kind of unique to that game that was compared to Zelda. Now you know it makes a little more sense with the, you know, the items and the, the the need for the item or the exploitation of that item within each temple or dungeon. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I already have Majora's Mask for the 3DS as well, so I I may pop that in and give it a little look. See. There you go. Majora's Mask is a very different game. Um, it, it still has a Zelda formula. But uh, Majora's Mask is who is weird. <laughs> Majora's Mask has the the mechanic of you have a time limit. Yep. And uh, well, I'm sure you know about it. Um, but that that's all I know about it. <laughs> that you know it has a time limit. Yeah. So the moon's gonna crash into the world and kill everybody. <laughs> you have three days before the moon hits the world. And it's in game time, so you'll you have three day night cycles to get everything done. There's three dungeons. It's either three or four dungeons in this game, uh, which you are think they massive? N- no. So so they they are kind of they're I would say they're on par with with some of the dungeons in Ocarina of Time. Maybe a little bit longer. The the thing that makes it crazy is that you're constantly having to manage your time and using your ocarina you can reset time but you can only go back to the first day so back to the first day that you came into this town um, and it resets everything Nobody Sounds are, vaguely roguelike? Uh, slightly, yes. Um, so nobody remembers who you are. Um, uh, Link's the only person who remembers everything. Um, and there's certain things that reset. And there's also certain things that only happen on like day two. So you have to make sure you're there day two to do stuff. Um, it does sound complex. <laughs> it's it, it's actually relatively complex, and um, one of the big things is the different masks. So they really liked the mask mechanic in uh, uh, Ocarina of Time. So now they give Link these masks that actually turn him into different creatures. So you can turn into Zora Link or Goron hmm. Link. Or Deku Link. So it's got a lot of the same characters, same sages. This, uh, so there's no sages. This is this is different. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything. 
Yeah, now I'm curious because I'm like, well, if it's the same world, if it's a direct sequel, how are there no sages? It, it, well, it, it's, it takes place in a different land. Well, I would say not different land, but a different town at least. Okay. Uh, it's 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 pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I I I well, I can go into my list. Which let me yep, just yeah let's let, let me just I, you know I I could play Majora's Mask next but I'm not sure that's the next one I I will play. So I'm going to read off the email that we have first, which comes in from Dustin, and uh, it's a uh, it's titled <laughs> "Link He Come to Town He Come to Save the Princess Zelda," uh, which is a song. That for the longest time everybody thought was the guy from System of a Down singing, but it's actually not. It was somebody else. Um, he said, "What's up? What's up? What's up?" So Gannon, a he wasn't so bad. I beat him on my first try, but I remember him. Remember that fight fondly. I can tell Matt has never played Smash Brothers, else he would know who Sheik was without even playing this. Mm. I have not not really ever played Smash Brothers. So Zelda is in this game, and she can transform into Sheik uh, and change up her abilities. Ah, uh, yep that that makes sense. How did the Ocarina work on the 3DS? On 64, you had the C buttons, and on the GameCube, you used the C stick. Was it just the face buttons? Yes, that is correct. So and the, sh- and the shoulder buttons and the shoulder buttons. So you could use L R. X, Y, and A uh, to uh, to play your songs. Uh, how many songs could you play right now without looking? I could play Zelda's Lullaby, and that's about it. Yep. X, Y, A, X, Y, A. That's it. Yep. Uh, I never did get all the songs. In fact, I never got Epina or even stepped foot into the ranch. So I missed mm. I missed Epina's song, and I never did get the Sun song. I did get all the songs, but I never got that. Never got Epona or Epina. Yeah, still never did. I'll, I'll get that miniature horse someday. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I didn't get all the items either. Did you guys? I only had one bottle the entire game. Holy crap! That would have drove me up a wall. I had three. I had three. Uh, did any of you attempt the mask side quest? I did not. I got the skull mask, and as far as I got. Yeah, I only did the first. Uh, the reward first was, mask. He said the reward was pretty sweet at the end, but broke after like three swings. I feel like Nintendo loves trolling us uh, with their longer quest in Zelda. I believe you get a Goron sword, and it breaks in like three swings. Yeah, it sounds like so. So that gets referenced a lot throughout the the fact, and it sounds like you get that. But I think it's on the way to getting the the big Goron sword, which apparently is super strong. But but it is a long series of quests to get it. I I never I never did certainly. Yeah, there's there's the Goron sword, which is a piece of shit, and then there is the tempered Goron sword. I believe what it's called. And that one actually doesn't break. It's yeah. like a it's like a two handed long sword. Um, yeah, 
I like a lot of the boss fights where it's like, well, if you use that sword, it'll be much easier. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's basically like the megaton hammer, but it's faster. Yeah. Let's see here. Um, uh, as a kid, the red redeads, excuse me, scared the hell out of me. It was one of my first horror moments I experienced in a video game. Is this one of the best games ever made? Does it hold up? My answer to is yes to both, but where does it fit in my top Zelda games? I ranked all the main 18 games. I've beaten all of them. I'm somewhat of a fan of the series, so here we go. I like that I've beaten all 18, and I'm somewhat of a fan. <laughs> uh, so I can I don't know how many I must have missed some. Oh, he okay. I see. So he said, uh, number 18 is Spirit Tracks. I hate this game. It's the worst <laughs> Zelda ever made. I didn't like the stupid train or the tower you had to revisit over and over any of the dungeons or any of the dungeons. I was bored the whole time, and the formula was so played out by the time this came out. Avoid mm -hmm. it unless you want to be a completionist like me when it comes to playing games in the series. Do you think it would be better if you if the formula wasn't burned out? I mean, I don't know. The thing is, is Nintendo always tries to change it up with Zelda. Like, they always try to do something slightly different or give you a different mechanic, you know, like a time mechanic. Or, or yeah. in, in Twilight Princess, you turn into a wolf sometimes. It's, it's, it, so they, in Breath of the Wild, they make it a completely open world, you know, kind of thing. Um, so the, the core stays the same. You're going through dungeons, you're getting items, that kind of thing. Um, but they do try to change up the mechanics sometimes. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I played spirit tracks. I didn't like it. <laughs> there's, there's a, another reason why I didn't like it is because it's a 3ds or it's, or it's a DS Zelda game. There's only two of those. There's Phantom Hourglass and there's uh, Spirit Tracks, both of which I can't stand because I can't stand the way they control. I hate uh. I hate using the stylus. You control Link by moving on the bottom screen using the stylus. So you press on the screen and Link walks in that direction. Yeah. To slash with your sword, you slash at the screen. No. It's horrible. I hated it. <laughs> yeah, it does not sound super fun. It's not. Uh, number 17. Triforce Heroes. A three-player Zelda game that revolves around outfits. Just kind of dumb all around. But if you have a couple of friends, multiplayer makes everything better. And that's why it's above Spirit Tracks. I didn't put Triforce Heroes on my list um, because I did, I I, th I saw it as like a spinoff, same way with like Four Swords. I saw it as like a spinoff. Um, I didn't mind Triforce Heroes. I kind of liked the whole outfit ability. You get different abilities depending on the outfits you wear. I thought it was kind of neat. Um, I don't think it's like the best Zelda game ever, but I didn't mind it. Uh, number 16, Twilight Princess. Ooh, man. Ooh, I didn't expect that one to be so low. Yeah, I probably just made Drew groan. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, 
I was really excited about this game, but when I played it at the time it's released, the Zelda formula was at its peaks of staleness. Add on top of that a very long intro and mediocre middle made the game dragged way too long. The ending is great. Uh, I Even if I disliked uh, Midna uh, throughout the whole game, I did pick up the remaster to give it a shot. I give it another chance, but I've yet to play it, so it sits at the bottom of my list. Mm. Number 15, Phantom Hourglass. I didn't mind this game. I felt uh, some of the dungeons were very clever with outside-of-the-box puzzle solving. I don't want to spoil. 14, Four Swords. Fun co-op Zelda. 13, The Minish Cap. More Zelda, even though I didn't care for the shrinking aspect of it all. Overall, it was a good game. Number 12, Four Swords Adventure. This is a sequel to the Game Boy Four Swords. And this is on GameCube. And you used the Game Boy Advance link cables to play four-player co-op. If you get enough Game Boy Advance and cables uh, and friends, this game is an absolute blast. Hmm. Hang on a second here. I just had something pop up on my screen. It seems like it would be fun, but it also seems like it would be hard to get set up. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Back it's, in those days was a nightmare. It, it, it's taking half of my office just to have my, my Genesis combo machine all hooked up and ready to go. <laughs> I don't know if I could get my GameCube at that level as well. Let's see here. Uh, you spend most of your time grabbing your friends and throwing them off the edge and trying to gain the most rupees in the stage and other half saying, okay, guys, let's uh, actually try and solve this puzzle. Quit throwing me. <laughs> There's limited items, so one person can only have one sub weapon at a time, like two hook shots, one bow, one hammer, etc. Uh, and you have to work together uh, to take on puzzles and bosses. If you can make this happen, absolutely do it. One of my favorite co-op games ever. If you get it set up, uh, might as well do Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles as well. Number 11, Zelda 2 Link's Adventure. Easy, easily the toughest game in the series. Uh, I liked the side-scrolling gameplay and tried to navigate those temples. It's a real challenge and worth checking out. Uh, also, I do want to mention... It's actually called uh, The Legend of Zelda 2, The Adventures of Link, I believe is what it's called. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm maybe I'm, I'm lying. Uh, all right, now time for the top 10. Number 10, Skyward Sword. Many people would have this on the bottom of their list since most people never finished it. What they don't know is Skyward Sword has some of the best dungeon designs in any Zelda. It was long in the tooth, especially in the intro. And yeah, it hurt my wrist after long play times, but I still think it was worth it. I really hope they make a switch port that gives you the option to turn off motion control so people will actually play it fully. Number nine. Yeah, I, I kind of hope they do that with a lot of these games. It's make switch ports so I can actually play them. The the problem I see is that there are multiple things in Zelda. They, they would have to rework that entire game because yeah. there are parts of that game where you have to slash up. You have to slash down. And you kind of can't do that with just a slash button. Yep. I mean, they could, theoretically, but, I mean, it would take... Yeah, could do a touch screen like Okami. I mean, yeah, you could, kind of. That would work. Uh, number nine is the Oracle of Seasons slash Ages. 
I love these games. I played both and carried my data between the games so I could face the true final boss. They had fun season. They had a fun season and age-based warping puzzles. I hope we get some sort of collection of these. Number eight, The Wind Waker. Probably the best Ganon fight of the series. Lots of water. Uh, I never got the hate over this game. It was a day one purchase for me and probably my favorite game that year. I picked up the remastered, but haven't got a chance to play it yet. Maybe a later PD. Number seven, Link's Awakening. I spent my entire Christmas vacation in Chicago visiting my aunt and uncle playing this fantastic game. This was the first time the trading side quest was introduced, and I loved it. I like how you stole from the shop, and they would start calling you a thief. Uh, this game was amazing, and you need to play it. Number six, Majora's Mask. Loved this game before. It was cool. It was probably my first time management games, and I 100%ed everything. I learned where everyone was going to be so I could complete all the side quests. It only has four dungeons, but they're great, and it has a fantastic final boss, and unlocking the final mask is a treat. Number five, Zelda 1. Me and my brother played the crap out of this game. You know how many bushes I've tried burning? I'm sure every single one trying to find a secret. We had Nintendo Powers with maps so we knew where to go next. It was hard enough that I died a lot as a kid, but easy enough that if I saved up my hearts, I could squeak by. I love the enemy design of the multi-headed dragons, the uh, tekites, tektikes, I can't pronounce that, the moblins, everything. Uh, this is the definition of a classic. Number four, A Link Between Worlds. An amazing sequel to an amazing game. I played this game nonstop till I beat it when it released and I did everything. I haven't done that with a Zelda since Wind Waker. Number three, The Breath of the Wild. Such a refreshing entry into this long series and feels like a Zelda game. If you asked me to make this list in 2019, this might have been number one, but with more distance from it and replaying Ocarina, it dropped to number three for me. I think it's one of the best games of the generation and is worth playing for anyone with a Switch. Number two, The Ocarina of Time. One of the best games ever made and revolutionized 3D gaming. It's probably my favorite soundtrack of the series as well. Number one, A Link to the Past. As close to a perfect game as you can get. I have very fond memories of this game, starting with our babysitter renting the SNES and letting us play this. The opening of the game is permanently etched into my brain and is one of the best openings of any game. That rain, man, that rain. This is a very important game to me in my gaming life and holds up to this day. Every gamer should play this game to completion at least once. So there's my list, and if you ask me in a couple of months to list them again, they would probably be in a slightly different order depending on how I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a lot of games to... I mean, whenever I have a list like that, I imagine the top three or top five probably wouldn't change much. Yeah. But when you get to you know 15 through 18, sometimes it can be tough to know which one was worse than which other one. Yeah. He says, uh, as for Matt, I would actually recommend trying Majora's Mask out next since it's a sequel to Ocarina of Time and it's the same engine with the same gameplay. After that, I would say A Link to the Past followed by A Link Between Worlds and then maybe giving Breath of the Wild another shot. 
A Link to the Past is probably the one I put the most time into, yeah. other than Ocarina of Time, though. Let's see here. It says, I have Yakuza 0 loaded up on my PS5, and I'm planning on starting it tonight right after I finish 13 Sentinels, which is Oof. a wild ride in storytelling and would make a fun series on PD with predictions being the highlight. See you guys for Yakuza. I would love to do 13 Sentinels. I'd, I would hold off on playing it for PD. Have you played 13 Sentinels yet? No, not yet. What the hell is 13 Sentinels? It's a vanillaware game. Okay. That that means nothing to me other than I know what the art style is. <laughs> yeah. Well, what basically. is this game? Like, is it an action game? Is it a strategy game? Because they've made everything. Vanillaware's made a beat-em-up. They've made a strategy game. They've made a real-time strategy game. They've made I RPGs. know that I have a guy in my lab who basically said, this game is awesome. You definitely need to play it, and then I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, let me let me let me see what this is." And I looked at it. I'm like, oh, "I'm absolutely in." It 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 was sold to me as um as mostly story driven, and at basically just describing these you know 13 different main characters with with the interweaving storylines. So I, I specifically didn't want to know too much about it. Um, I mean, wh- but, what is the gameplay of the game? I mean, I, I, it looks like a variety, a side-scrolling adventure to real-time strategy. Okay. Uh, with with a lot of story is is most of what I would know about it. Okay. What was the game that they made that was a re- it was a real time strategy game? It was like a tower defense game where you play as this girl at a magic school. Uh, yeah, I have played it. Grim Grimoire, right? Yep, Grim Grimoire. Yep, yep. I played that. Game that. Was awesome. I played that, and I was like, I don't think I like tower defense games. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get terribly far into it, but I, I did really like what I played of it. Yeah. What was the beat em up that they made? I really dug that one. O- Odin Sphere? Mm, I thought it was Crown, something Crown. Uh, Dragon's Crown? Dragon's Crown. That was the one yeah. I played a lot of. Uh, Odin Sphere, I owned at some point. I never played it, and now I don't own it anymore. Ah. Uh. Yeah, it was Grim Grimoire is actually the one I I probably played the most of their games and I just really liked it because it 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 didn't play the way it looked like it was going to play and I just liked that it was a little bit quirky in that sense. Like it's tower defense but it's not, you know, at that time there was a lot of tower defense games and they all kind of felt the same and this one didn't. Right. All right. So are you ready for my list? Yep, definitely. I only have 15 games on my list, and it was what I, quote-unquote, the the mainline ones. I guess I don't consider the, the co-op Zelda games the mainline ones. Um, But here we go. And, I I mean, this is my list, and I know Dustin's going to groan on this one. Number 15, <laughs> Skyward Sword. 
Um, and uh, this is the one Zelda game I never finished, aside from Breath of the Wild. I hated... I hated the motion controls in that game. I don't like motion controls. Much like how I don't like using a stylus to move Link around and slash at things. I want to hold a controller in my hand (laughs) and sit my butt down. I don't want to waggle my arms around. I don't want to draw on a screen to attack. I just, I, I, I could not get into this game and I put some hours into it. Um, but I was just like, I don't, I don't want to play it like this. I hated the way it played. I hated it. I I would love to play it because it's one of the games that like, I didn't mind the look of it. I didn't mind the story of it. Um, and I think I made it in probably two dungeons. I remember I got like boomerang. I can't remember. I can't remember that game at all. I've kind of blocked it out of my memory. <laughs> um, uh, number fourteen, Spirit Tracks. Yep, I hate this game. The train's stupid. I hate the the DS Zelda games. It's just it's lame. Number thirteen, and this is probably blasphemy, but. Zelda 1, the very first Zelda. While I understand it's a nostalgia trip for a lot of people, I didn't play this game when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, And try, I tried to play it. It's it's too old for me to get into. It is too obscure, like, trying to find everything in this game because there's, there's nothing telling you what to do. Yeah, that's how I felt with Final Fantasy 1. I just feel like I'm just wandering tough. around aimlessly. Yeah, I get it. You know, you get the you get the raft, and you get the, you know, you get the candle, and you get it's. I, I get that, but I'm just like I don't know what to do with this stuff, and and maybe I'm just dumb, and I'm just like I can't figure this stuff out. It, like NES games are so obscure because there's so many things in them that you don't know what to do, like playing Simon's Quest. Like trying to figure out what to do in Simon's Quest to actually beat that game is a nightmare. Like trying to figure out who framed Roger Rabbit. That is the bane of my damn existence. Let me talk to you about <laughs> who framed fucking Roger Rabbit. So when I was a kid, as we've said a million times, you only got a game on your birthday and on and on Christmas. Yep. And on my birthday, my mom took me to I think Walmart. And she said, you, you can pick out a video game. It's your birthday. All right, cool. Well, I was four at the time, five at the time. can't remember how old I was. I was a kid, little kid. What was popular when I was a kid? Who framed Roger fucking Rabbit? <laughs> so, of course, I point out I want to buy Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit is one of the crappiest freaking games I've ever played in my life. Trying to and you're stuck with it and you're stuck with it. Yeah, I've beat Who Framed Roger Rabbit because I had to because that's how I played for the next six months. But it's a crappy game, and one of the reasons why is because the game doesn't tell you anything. It is an adventure game that doesn't tell you anything. 
Screenshots and, don't look too bad. I mean, it, it looks like a, it looks like Roger Rabbit. I mean, it, you play as Eddie Valiant, and you know, you you fight the judge at the end. But it's just I, I don't know. That game is garbage. The controls in that game are horrible, uh, especially when you get into the freaking clown car. When you get into the freaking car and you try and drive around, it's like he has to stay on the right side of the road. So in order to like, oh, God, God, screw that game. <laughs> screw that game, man. Screw that game. Like, oh, but Some that, feelings there. But that's, that's, that's like the equivalent of an NES game, like where they just don't tell you. There's the, the games that you know what to do. You go left to right and you shoot stuff. Other games that don't do that, like Zelda, I'm just like, I don't know what to do here. I don't know what I'm doing. I have full respect for the game because it started the series, but yep. I I did not play it as a kid, and playing it as an adult, I don't have the time or patience to do it. I mean, I could play it if I was sitting there with a fact, going, go here, do this, go here, do this. Up next, number 12, Phantom Hourglass. Screw the DS games. Mm. Number, I have that one, but do not plan to play it all that. <laughs> yeah. I'll, it, you know, I don't plan to play that one if there's much better ones around to play. Uh, number 11, Zelda 2, The Adventures of Link. I put this above the rest of them. That game still, you don't know what you're doing in it. The thing that I like about that game is it changed up the formula. So, Adventures of Link is more of an RPG than any other Zelda game. Um, on top of that, it's got an overworld. It has random encounters. It has it's a side scroller. It's crazy. That game is. I'm not sure. But I'm pretty sure The Adventures of Link started out as a different game that was not a Zelda game. Yeah. Much like Mario Brothers 2 was actually not a Mario Brothers game. It was Doki Doki Panic. And for the American version, they turned it into a Mario game. Um, number 10 is The Minish Cap. I actually like that game a lot, but it's I know just, I know zero about that game. <laughs> uh, so the mechanic in that game is uh, Link can shrink down to very small size, and then mm -hmm. come and come back up. So that's that's kind of like the puzzles. Um, number nine, Breath of the Wild, uh, the other game I have not finished, but playing Breath of the Wild, I get it. I get why that game is so good. It's just. Yeah. I don't have enough. I have not put enough time in that game to rank it any higher. But I know it's a good game because I played enough of it to know that. Um, <clears throat> now we get into basically my top games of Zelda games. Um, number eight, Oracle of Ages slash Seasons. Fantastic series. I started off with Seasons because I thought it was cool. And I was like, kind of want to pick up Ages now. And so I picked up Ages, transferred my save, and uh, fought, fought the final, real final boss, which, uh, which 
uh, Dustin actually alluded to. Uh, number seven, Majora's Mask. While I say that's a good game, and it is a good game, it is not my favorite, one of my favorite Zelda games. Ma- yeah. Mainly because of... It, it, it's, it's a little bit too much like Ocarina of Time, but with just a couple of extra mechanics thrown in. Uh, you know, the time mechanic, which also drove me up a wall sometimes. I just think you remember when I was younger playing Majora's Mask, I made it to the end of the dungeon. Like I was at the boss and time ran out and I had, <laughs> I had to freaking go back in time. And in doing so had to redo the dungeon again. And I was so yep. mad. I was so mad. Um, number six, Twilight Princess. I like this game. I, I, yes, Min, Midna or whatever her name is, Midna is annoying as crap. Uh, it seems like there's always something annoying in these games. That's just like, it's always just there bugging you. But I actually really like the look of this game. The Majora's Mask is actually a rather dark game. Um, mm-hmm. it's it, I would say it's, it's it feels a little bit more mature than some of the other ones in the series. Um, but I really like it. Uh, and the turn into a wolf. Yeah, it, sometimes that mechanic got a little old, but I, I really like the dungeons in uh, Twilight Princess. Thought it was really good. Uh, number five, A Link Between Worlds. Is a freaking stellar video game. It is amazing. That game is fantastic. I I had honestly I didn't have any any inkling to actually purchase that game. Um, and I didn't buy it when it first came out. I bought it like on a sale. Like it it dropped down to like I don't know like twenty bucks or something like that. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll pick it up. I picked it up and was freaking addicted to that game for like three weeks. <laughs> like nice. I, I absolutely love that game. That game is fantastic. Uh, number four, Link's Awakening. Uh, this is the one that I've been queued up to play. This is the one I've wanted to play for probably, well, since, since I got my, my Switch, basically. That's, it's a great game. It's it, So you got the Switch version, yep. the, re, the remake, essentially. Um, yeah, that's it's a great one. That that version is fantastic too. It is a pretty much a full recreation of Link's Awakening from the Game Boy. Yeah, uh, it, cool. it also features the Game Boy Color Dungeon, the Color Dungeon. So yeah, it's got everything you need in it. Also, the Switch version is charming as hell. I love that art style. Yeah, uh, like a little claymation. It's awesome. Uh, Link's Awakening is fantastic. Uh, number three, Wind Waker. Uh, yeah, do you want to play that? I, I don't. Uh, I know uh, Dustin said that uh, he didn't get the hate for Wind Waker. I don't know a lot of people that hate that game. I I I think a lot of people adore that game. I think it was fantastic. Um, it, originally. I didn't like the art style. 
Um, but that art style started to grow on me. That art style also turned into, this is now the Zelda games that are on the handhelds art style. Toon Link. Yeah. And I was just like, eh. Okay. Yeah, I think if it was another game, I would have disliked the art style more. But I, I feel like for Zelda, there's something somewhat timeless about it. I don't necessarily need it to be dark and mature. It's It's not that game for me. Not that it's really any game for me, because I've never really played it before, but, you know, when I think Zelda, I don't think dark and mature. Yeah. For the most part, Link has always been kind of like a 12 to 13 year old boy. Yep. He's he's never been adult Link as you get in Twilight Princess or parts of Ocarina or Breath of the Wild. Uh, it it uh, uh like if you if you if you say link in my mind i actually think of the old um uh the the old uh instruction manual link from uh, the original zelda that's that's the link that i think of who, who looks like a 12 year old boy running around yeah yeah uh number 2 a link to the past I think the pass is a phenomenal game. It's one of the best games in the series, but it is not my favorite. My first exposure. No, I'm pretty sure that was my first exposure. But once again, when I played that game, I was—I felt like I was just too young to understand it. I was just too young to know what I was doing when I first played that game. Um, and number one is the one we just finished, Ocarina of Time. And how has replaying it solidified or brought it down at all, up at all? You know, how do you feel about it now relative to how you did a month and a half ago? The only thing I can say, I still think this is the best Zelda game. I think it's one of my favorite games. Um, but playing it again, this game is a lot easier than what I remember. Mm. This game is also shorter than I remember. Granted, I didn't do everything in this game, this go round, but yeah. I was like, I beat this in probably about ten hours, ten eleven hours, something like that. And I'm just thinking, I remember putting like forty hours in this game originally. Which you know, yeah. when I was a kid, I did a lot of wandering. Because you know, yeah, I guess if you know what to do, it is a lot faster. Yeah, but um, but the the only thing I can think of is that that I get why this was one of my earliest Zelda games because playing it now, I can easily see a thirteen year old kid playing this game and understanding what to do. Um, because it is it is while it's not handholdy, it's yep. it's not overly difficult it's not overly obscure yep so I, especially once you get the hang of uh, the hang of the fact that you've got multiple items and you know it might not be your first thought you might have to cycle through some like like when you were mentioning having to shoot the the light arrows you might not always know what to do but as long as you feel like you know that you should have something to allow you to progress at least let you 
try some things out. Yeah, unless you experiment and figure it out for yourself. Yep. But, um, yeah, I, th- I still think this is one of the best games ever made. It's, it's, it's an absolutely treasure to play. Yeah, it, it is. If nothing else, it is a very charming game. Yes. But, um, yeah, that's it. So, Matt, you you glad you finally beat a Zelda game? I am. And now, now it's hard because if, if anyone says, what's your favorite Zelda game? Like, well, I, I've only really played one, so I guess by default it's my favorite. But <laughs> uh, I, I, I do want to at least put some time into some other ones just to see, you know, if not finish them, at least see how they compare and, and you know, what it was that they changed up from game to game. So let me ask you this. Um, before we recorded today, if you were going to play another Zelda game, which one was you going to choose? Uh, that's a good question. Which one, which one would you lean toward? I'll put it that way. Uh, well, definitely not Breath of the Wild. I, I would like to get back to that one at some point. But I, I don't, I don't feel an urge because I, I wasn't really won over. Uh, you know, so some of them definitely have changed around. Like Majora's Mask would not have been on my list, but it it has climbed quite a lot now that I, you know, now that it's you know I'm ready for it basically. Uh, you know, it's I, I would love to go back. I mean, if if we hadn't been talking about this, if we hadn't been discussing it, and someone said, what, what Zelda do you want to play? I think it would have either been A Link to the Past or Ocarina of Time. Just because I'm like, hey, there, there's the one I've started, and then there's the other one that everyone says is the best. Right. So, you know, th- those would definitely be up there. Uh... I think other than that, I think Link's Awakening probably would be next just because I've had that one around for a while. Yeah. And then I, I think, you know, I think from there, you know, and, and anything goes. I feel like for you, it would be between Majora's Mask, Link's Awakening, or Link the Past. Yeah. And just going by the fact that you have Link's Awakening just sitting there. You can't really go wrong with Link's Awakening. You can't really go wrong with either any of those three. Yep. You know what you're getting into with Majora's Mask, for the most part. Um, you, you've played some of, of A Link to the Past. That is a classic Zelda game. Um, and then there's a, there's a lot of, of stuff between a link to the past and links awakening that they've kind of feel the same. Yeah. I mean, they, they're both the, the kind of the isometric top down view Zelda game. They, they, you know, they came back, if, you know, between each other kind of thing. Yep. So yeah, I, those three would be, would be one of my choices. 
Um, if it was up to me, if I was doing this, I'm not going to be doing this, but if I was doing this, I'd probably do, uh, Link's Awakening. Yeah. That, that's the one that's been on my radar kind of over the last year or two the most. Yeah. A switch version is damn good. Yep. Yep. So of the hour I played of it, it definitely seems good. Yeah, it definitely is. But that's it. That's game 100. Yeah. My my only problem with the next Zelda game is having downloaded a crap ton of PS4 games on my PS5 and really wanting to spend some time with that next. Um, obviously with Yakuza. But if I'm already there, I've got an intent to play through a lot of games that I've missed over the last couple of years. Sure. Cause I, ha- I haven't had great access to my PS4. Uh, and that was actually a strong motivator for me to get a PS5 as quickly as possible was so that I, I could have access to the PS4 games that I missed. So I, I have a a whole laundry list of games that I want to check out. What's your top three on that laundry list? Um, oh, uh, top three, I don't know. I I got excited. I just downloaded Control. Okay. Which I have not played a second of. You get the ultimate edition of that? Yep. Just got it as the free game of the month. Uh, that one's pretty high. Ghost of Tsushima. Yep. Is the, the one I, I've played around with a little bit and was just uh, really impressed by the first couple hours of it. Never played it. Yeah, I <laughs> I I love the first couple hours and then as soon as it opens up into open world I'm like uh, uh I'm going to have to wander through forests for like the next couple hours so we'll we'll see how this goes but you know it, it's it it was just kind of funny because day 1 on on the PS5 I basically put that in and then I'm like well I did get one PS5 game, let's see how much better that looks. And I put in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And I'm like, yeah, this looks worse than Ghost of Tsushima. Hmm. So, mm, I I don't know what to make of that other than that Ghost of Tsushima is gorgeous. It's completely different developers, man. Yep. You know, you you get the quality guys, the sucker punch. I mean, it's it's just funny because they both start off like the same. Because we played, I was I was showing somebody, and we played through like Astro's Playroom, and we're like, all right, you know, let's just you know, let's just watch the beginning of of a couple of these games and just see see what they're like. And we went through and did Ghost of Tsushima, and then started off Assassin's Creed Valhalla. We're like, this is almost the same story to start with. One of them is just done way better than the other. Yeah. Uh, not really a knock on Valhalla, but you know, when put right up next to each other, uh, it was it was quite a difference. I uh, I finished uh, Far Cry Five. Ah, uh, very nice. And uh, that game looks really good. There's a few things that are weird about that game. I'm playing on my I played it on my Series X. Um, 
I feel like so far, the game that showed off the Series X the best, honestly, I, I hate to say it, I think it's Sunset Overdrive. Really? Yeah, Sunset Overdrive is just so colorful. Yeah, it really pops. It just pops. Um, Immortals. I've never tried that either. Yeah, Immortals Phoenix Rising looks really good too. It's kind of cartoony and colorful as well. Yeah. Also, that game is fantastic. So, um, but there's a ton of games I want to play, but I just don't have the time to. And now that we're starting Yakuza Zero, that's the next game on the list, by the way. Um, yeah. Yakuza Zero is going to take up a lot of my time. Yeah, I did just start that, and uh, so far, so good. Yeah. It's, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to jump into that. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that today. I'm like, I wonder if I can play a little bit before we record. <laughs> Didn't get home until too late, but yeah, it's it's a game I'm eager to spend a little more time with. All right. Well, there you go. So we're going to wrap this up. Um, but I appreciate everybody listening, and uh, thank you for joining us in this long expedition of. 100 games plus more. Can't believe we've yeah, been doing this for so long. <laughs> yeah, we can't, it, we've been doing this for so long. Um, it's nine what should years. game 200 be? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Maybe you guys can answer that. Uh, you can uh, send us emails. It's uh, The email is drew at ztgd.com. Uh, suggest uh, suggest uh, game 200 for us if you want. <laughs> We'll see you in nine years. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, you can also follow us all on Twitter. I am at Drew Leachman. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But uh, that's going to be it for us. Game 100 in the books. Finally beat the Zelda game for Matt. Got to relive a classic for me. But now it's time to move on to our our semi theme of the year, which is the the Yakuza series, the the Dragon of Dojima, if you will. Yeah, the the other game that I wanted to compare it to was uh, True Crime, Streets of L.A. Sure. And I haven't played that game in many many years, but uh, I just remember it having a lot of street fighting as well. Yeah, True Crime had had a decent amount of that. Um, gosh, I, I still remember that game. I do too. It was the first game I ever got for the original Xbox. That was uh, so. I played that game on the GameCube, which was not ideal. Mm. Um, because uh, that was at, at that was during that time where my PlayStation Two was quote unquote screwed up. Yeah. So I had to buy everything on a GameCube. But yeah, um, Yakuza will fall into its own. <laughs> it, it's got, it's got, it, it's, like. it's definitely got a genre. It's definitely a beat 'em up game. Um, but it's so much more than that. <laughs> uh, it's it's so hard to explain what a Yakuza game is. And then and then you go to like a dragon, and it's a freaking turn based RPG. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, uh, I don't know where to begin. 
So, yeah, I, I like even just that as a starting baseline level of quirkiness. I'm in. Yeah, dude, that game gets freaking weird. This get the like I don't know about zero because I've never played zero. One is relatively mild, but then it gets quirky and quirkier, quirkier and quirkier as it goes. Mm. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be it for us. We're gonna get out of here. Until next time, I am Drew, and I'm Matt, and we're gone. Thank you so much for listening and joining us for these 100 episodes. Not 100 episodes, 100 games that we've been doing. And uh, here's to 100 more. But uh, we'll be back next week with the beginning of Yakuza 0. Thank you.